podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Hart from Twickenham CC. Um, two guests with me this evening. As ever, my right-hand man, Sal Ali from North London. How are you, Sal? I'm very well, Dan. Yes, a uh, good couple of days at the Overwatch from cricket and then um, back to North London last night to some end-of-scene celebrations and ended up in uh, the League Champions Clubhouse as well for a few hours, which was really good. So, yeah, good. And the night was a long days. one, was it, I believe? It was a bit too long for my liking, but, you know, that happened once, once in a while. So, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. 34 weeks of shopping left. So after this, before the season starts oh, again, yeah, you might as well yeah. enjoy the last uh, let's, let's yeah, the last play of cricket. Um, and talking to Crouch Chen, really pleased to, to welcome on board um, Simon Tanner from Crouch Chen. Now, Simon and I go back quite a long way as we used to, uh, we, we used to represent our clubs in Middlesex Championship meetings in, in, in the, well, I'm getting on for 20 years ago now. So, so we've been on similar journeys, except we haven't won the MCC Premier Division title. Um, and Craig Chen have. So, Simon, first up, congratulations. You must be over the moon today. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mad. Thanks for having me on. It was, you know, it was just a chance to have a chat through some of the stuff. But, yeah, it was, a, you know, I think as Sal will agree, it was a very excited night at the club last night. Um, you know, no, everyone was kind of not really sure how to kind of process it all. Um, yeah. And then we've heard today that the, the youth team of um, our MDL side have won the, the MDL Shield against in, a really close game against Indian Jankan this afternoon. So, you know, that's really topped the weekend off. Um, and just, yeah, it's mad. You know, I've, I've been a member for, what, 28 years. Well, I was going to ask um, you a bit about that. Um, so so when, when did you join um, I Cowthorpe, joined, as it was in old It was Cowthorpe, and it's, um, you know, it's a historic name. You know, we used to be famous for our curried vegetable sandwiches, and uh, Sal, did you get any of them last night? They no, I had some Domino's yeah, pizza. So the pizza came out, yeah. and um, yeah, yeah, joined in '93. Um, that was just as the new pavilion, well, it was then, had just been um, opened, and um, yeah, I started as Sunday cricketer. Uh, took. Four for 27 in my very first game and then didn't beat it until 2018. And, um, yeah, started Sunday Cricketer and then morphed into Saturday Cricket and then I became um, club secretary in 2002. So it's been a long old journey and it's been, oh, you know, the last few years just been phenomenal and it's... it. The last, this season has been so much, you know, so much twists and turns. Um, you know, Sal's not helped when he's predicted that we're going to go on and win it early on in the season, and we then went on a, one of our worst runs of the the year. Um, I blame but, him too. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, you know, and and equally, there was a few bit of consternation after last week's podcast when Sal called us again, and it was like, oh, please come on. Um, but you know, we saw it home, and it was. It was an amazing team performance yesterday. They were well up for the game. Um, Twickenham gave us a good run. We, you know, we didn't quite get the total that we really wanted, um, but you know, everyone came through, and it, you know, it was a, a great night at the club last night. We did awards and everything, and big celebration. And um, yeah, it was a great place to be yesterday. And you were playing yourself though elsewhere because you you continue to play obviously not in the ones but you you you've been turning out every week for um for, for a couple of the lower uh, sides. Yeah, yeah. I'm you know I'm fully aware of my um, lack of cricketing abilities. Um, I I always work on the philosophy that it's a uh, I seek to get the best value for my match fee as possible. So <laughs> try and do a bit of everything, um, bit of batting, bit of bowling, fielding. Um, mainly play for the fifths um, this year. Um, and then a, a late call up yesterday for the third team, um, away at Hampstead Fives, and um, unfortunately that didn't quite go the way we wanted it to. Um, but you know, f full up Hampstead Fives were brilliant yesterday. They they absolutely steamrolled us when they came into bat, and we just couldn't recover. It was a shame, but um, yeah, it was good. Still just promoted, still been a great yeah, season, yeah, exactly. You know, and that's I think that's the thing is just. Uh, 
the all round performance and that's the thing that we were you know, we were really talking about a lot last night in the awards and everything was the fact that it it's across the club kind of performance and it's it's how we've tried to build it up, you know, and people sort of talk to us about, you know, how you have you achieved your success. And I think it is it's trying to it's focusing on that element of building that club ethos. The foundations are really strong around that. And that gives us the, you know, the ability to kind of push on with various things and make it a really welcoming place to come and play cricket. We try to give everyone the opportunity to play the level of cricket that they want to do, you know, whether that's competitive or the social side. We've got a very strong Sunday side um, with skipper Mark Sandler and the guys there in the Sunday side. But it's trying to provide that opportunity of a range of opportunities with the women coming on stream in the last two years. Um, to enjoy the level of cricket that they want to do. And that the cornerstone of that is that kind of club ethos and making sure that people are aware of what others are doing in other sides. And, you know, I, I say regularly to people, you know, when we do Player of the Month awards, you know, if you don't know who this person is, it's your job to try and find out so that you know how Harshad Gupta's got five for, for the fifth team. Yep. Who he is. Get to know him because we're all part of one club. Um, and in the longer term, when the difficult days do come, that's how we'll get through those because we'll be able to support each other, etc. And that's that's kind of the, you know, mm -hmm. one of the key elements of the philosophy about the way in which we try to run the club. I think that's very, that's very impressive. And, and you're right. When, when you, you know, when you won the Premier League, I guess... The only way is eventually down. So, so there will be harder times ahead. I don't want to put a damper on there or anything here, but, but you're right. You know, it, 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 isn't, it isn't the end of the story. You know, you're custodians of a bigger thing, aren't you, really? Mm. Uh, and I think that's, that, that's the basis on which many good clubs are built. I mean, being a bit of a badger, I was looking through some of the old Middlesex Championship tables earlier. Uh -huh. Yeah, and, and there's all sorts of... If you know the Middlesex Championship, there's all sorts of fascinating stuff in, in there. And I came across the final tables from 2015 and um, Crank Chend in 2015 needed to, uh, needed to get something on the last day of the season to stay in the Division 1 of the Middlesex Championship. They were on the cusp of being relegated and, and, and Crank Chend did. You, you guys uh, held on for a draw against West Harrow, who'd scored 274 and you guys were 154 for five. So that, that kept you in Division 1. So that's only 2015. That's, that's not that long ago. So my, my question there was, how do you go from there to where you are now in six years? I mean, clearly no one got up one day and said, you know what, I've had enough of the championship, let's go off and win the county league. You know, mm. that's, that's just like bonkers talk. But there must be critical junctures or key points where you thought, no, we, we need to do this. Or somebody arrived at the club who made a big impact or something changed. Mm. Is, are there any of those key events that you can think of? Well, I think it's, I think it goes back even further than that. Um, you know, I remember when you, when you, you know, it was great that you had Hiran and, and Pratik on, um, yeah, yeah. you know, earlier last, last year. And um, I think one of the key things there was that you mentioned there that we changed the name. Yes. And it was I, as I simple as that. We went from, yeah, because, yeah, you know, 2008, you know, we, we, we decided to change the name from Cowthorpe to Crouch End Cowthorpe. And... Um, it was really just because we were starting to move into the the kind of internet age, websites and all that kind of thing. And and as club secretary, I deal with a lot of the queries about people wanting to join the club. And it was just clear that people just had no idea where Cowthorpe was. You know, that's no disrespect to, to the club and and, so and the long history. Is? Mm -hmm. well, what is Cowthorpe then? Where does the name come from? So the Cowthorpe name comes from, um, it's related to, we, we grew up, I'm going back years, this is way before my time. So we, we were founded in 1874. We were founded as a, a police side playing out of um, uh, Cowthorpe Street. And there's a Cowthorpe Arms around the back of King's Cross Station. And I know that area. so yeah. We, yeah. Were, we were linked to all that. And so we started bumbling around then. And then we moved to where we are now on the Shepherd's Cot Trust in the early 1900s. So... You know, there was that historic to it, element to it. And then that was linked to the, you know, the boar's head that we've got on the, the club crest. It's from the Tufnell family, which, um, you know, comes from, you know, they were local 
sort of landowners. They ran a farm that was based on the Holloway Road at the Holloway Odeon, for those North London listeners that know it there. And yeah, we just assumed that as our badge at the time. And then we kind of moved on there. And it was, you know, it was obviously you can appreciate we had some difficult discussions at the AGM about changing the name because there was I a whole camp that were that. like, yes, wow. no, it's Cowthorpe. It'll always be with Cowthorpe. And people saying, Crouch End, that's the clock tower in, in Crouch End. And it was like, no, we, you know, we need to think about this. So we, we fudged it a little bit in the fact that we were Crouch End Cowthorpe. And then it was the idea was that we'd then move to become, um, you know, Crouch End Cricket Club because obviously there wasn't a Crouch End. We've got North Middlesex, we've got North London, we've got Hornsey, we've got Alexandra Park, we've got Highgate. But there wasn't a Crouch End Cricket Club and it just seemed really obvious. And suddenly what happened there was that because we were associated with that geographical location, then more people started approaching. So we noticed an uptick in members. Um, it was also related to the fact that you know, we brought our first overseas player on, Hitesh Goswami, who a lot of people have played against, well known across, you know, Middlesex cricket. And, it, you know, it can't be understated the contribution that Hitesh made. There was initial quite a lot of scepticism about the club going down the, the overseas route. But Hitesh really kind of built uh, a different ethos about the way in which we wanted to approach cricket, particularly at the, the higher levels. But equally, he was working across different sides to kind of support club members in, the, the, in their own development. And then kind of, um, so from 2009, we were then known as Crouch End. Um, and then I think the critical bit was just building that up, just talking to a few people. It was then Hiran Desai, who's the first team captain, and, you know, absolutely rightly, he's had so many plaudits this year. I know, you know, Sal and yourself, Dan, have highlighted him. And, you know, lots of other clubs have highlighted his his capabilities as a, as a skipper. Um, he joined the club in 2014. And I think the, the key thing that he brought to the club was just kind of a different idea about where we should be going and kind of helped us focus in kind of, right, let's go for the county league. That was a kind of focus. But it wasn't necessarily at that stage, by 2021, we're going to have won the, you know, the, the Premier League and everything. It, it you know, it, it sort of built around that. And then, you know, through that 2016, Pratik Patel came in um, and they worked really well together. But I think the biggest thing there was that they'd played a lot of their cricket in the Middlesex Premier Cricket League, which is a Sunday league. Yeah, yeah. Um, they'd played a lot for Rajput Samaj, who unfortunately no longer in the kind of... Um, the that's a name cricket, that but... I hadn't thought of for a long time, Rajput Samaj, yeah. Yeah, mm. and they'd seen a lot of really talented cricketers in that league. Um, and they saw that those individuals weren't necessarily being picked up um, by a lot of clubs. Now, I think there's a bit, there's a bigger issue here, um, you know, in terms of the focus that cricket has around race and racism. And, you know, we all know about the, you know, the kind of Azim Rafiq case in with Yorkshire. But I think as a sport, there's massive issues that, that cricket needs to deal with. And that's across the whole pyramid in terms of, of that. Um, and these players were being missed out. Incredibly talented guys. And what we did was we looked to recruit some of those guys and persuade them to switch from just playing Sunday league cricket to then come across and start playing um, Saturday league cricket. Um, 2013, we also got a, a big injection of money from the Inspire Facilities Fund by the National Lottery out of the Olympic legacy that enabled us to refurbish the pavilion space um, and focus that as a key income stream for the club. So it meant that we were better off financially. We had, you know, great work from, you know, a series of people, Charlie Logan, Peter Jenkins, Ranul Huavacenti, that really kind of drove it through to kind of provide that infrastructure and framework that meant that we were able to come good on that promise to people saying, look, we know we can provide you with a really great, friendly, welcoming club, which we've always had as a cornerstone. But what we want to do is make it the best possible place to come and play your cricket. So it's then looking at ways we can we invest in ground 
equipment and maintenance and, and all that kind of stuff. So the, the playing surface at the club is the best it can. Then it's looking at third team, getting a fourth team out. And then, you know, this year was the first year we've had a fifth team. Um, and it's just changed the whole kind of thing around the club. Um, and then obviously really hard work. You know, 2015, we're scrabbling around to get those losing draw points to keep us in the division. And then by 2017, we won the first division of the what was the Middlesex Championship. And that was then the kind of big catalyst because we then went into the county league and then it's been, subs you know, consecutive promotions after that. And we've got some guys at our club, you know, second team captain, James Jenkins, Sedgill, Sedge, um, Ryan, um, Rishi Batra. They've had five consecutive promotions in the years that they've been playing, you know, in the time that they've been involved. And it's just that's then kind of built that up. Um, you know, we got into the Premier League in 2019, obviously it was curtailed sort of year last year. Um, and we didn't do ourselves justice. We kind of... I think you did against Twickenham. I remember the first game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got absolutely battered. <laughs> but but we, we kind of lost our way a little bit in that. But I think that was the thing, was we learnt so much from that. We pinpointed yeah. where we needed to strengthen some of the, the team and other teams across the club. Um, and then we kind of fed it through from there to kind of, you know, look at the way in which we could we could do that. And I think it's, it's been really focused on that kind of way, but it's then, you know, that builds a really positive vibe around the club that then meant that we could get our way through COVID. And it was sticky at the beginning of this, this year, we were, we were looking at, a, you know, tens of thousand pound deficit. We were really worried, you know, the government programs came through local authority support and all that kind of thing. And, you know, to acknowledge the ECB, their funding for grassroots cricket did make the difference. And that meant that we came into 2020 in a much more substantial financial position. And we were able to look at the ways in which we could um, structure our approach across the club to kind of um, build on that, kind of making sure that the opportunities were, were there, developing fitness plans for players. We had individual fitness plans for the first team players set up by Simon Jackson, who came to the club uh, in 2020. Um, and that just all kind of helped that. And equally, we had Tom Scully as the overseas player in 2019. Yeah. Those little contributions all kind of help. Individual fitness plans, Simon Crichton. Yeah. There could be some brutal reading for some people I know. Absolutely. If they got Although, yeah, there were some where we, we had some a few videos last night where there was clearly some players who'd... Uh, not necessarily got past the first paragraph of their fitness plan, but you know, it was just, um, it was just that. But I think, I think that, I think the critical thing was the fact that we, what we found was that because we had a wider base, we had more people who were then prepared to pick up all those critical volunteer roles. Yeah. You know, the, the people that I mentioned earlier, other members of the committee, um, that taking things forward, you know, Felix Middleton is a fixed secretary. There's extra people taking on these extra roles. We've got Richard York doing the fundraising stuff as well, where they just take the load off, you know, other key individuals, which mean that you can just concentrate on some of those roles. So by building that ethos, building those individuals can then take it forward. It just, just kind of made it possible to then say, well, how can we provide the best cricket opportunities that, that, that people can have? And then, you know, we can look at running and getting our teams into cup competitions on Sunday just to give it an extra bit of spice. We can well, focus can on... on that, Simon, actually. I mean, it, yeah. it's a bit silly to say, what are the next steps? Well, you know, you, you just try and retain the top flight and, you, and your sides are all remain competitive. But cups must yeah. be one angle because certainly Middlesex is long overdue a bit of success in the national. Um, and, I mean, Crouchen would be well-placed to be competitive in that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and we've we've not been selected... Um, to represent the Middlesex leagues in that yet, but well, I think I yes think... was surely the word. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, it's kind of um, you know, surely we should be part of the national. And we've we've not had a great cup record. Um, right. You know, big shout out. You know, we had Stephanie on a few weeks ago, and uh, you know, Stanmore. They've, they've, got a great they've cup been record, out. Yeah. yeah, they've got a brilliant. You know, 
a brilliant record in in the in the cups and they keep doing for us um we had a we had a difficult game this year in in the Bertie Joel um there was some stuff that went on in that match that is still under investigation which we feel oh wow was, was deeply deeply bad um we yeah, just... oh you know just to we've got to call it out we had some of our players and club members experienced racist abuse and it's still not been sorted out. I talked about Azim Rafiq earlier and this is where the issue is because at the moment the ECB has this policy, the, the equality and um, inclusion policy that it launched last November, but there's nothing to back it up around process or sanctions framework. So as far as we're concerned, there was no proper sanctions that were applied in this case. We've appealed that and it's still under investigation. But the bottom line is our players were, were racially abused and that's unacceptable. Like um, yeah. And we are hoping that that is uh, taken seriously because it's not been so far. We've had our, uh, our evidence questioned, even though we had audio and um, picture evidence of what went on. Um, we were. Well, I think this might be a topic then, not necessarily this specific incident, but a topic for a, a winter podcast. Yeah, because absolutely. And we, we I, won't. You know. Yeah. I would tell people, you know, there's this, the Butts inquiry, uh, being led by Cindy Cindy Butts, um, which is the Independent Commission for Equity in Cricket, and I, you know, I'd really urge people to put their representations in this because it's got to change, because I think there's a number of issues that I've touched on that are influenced by thoughts in this you know we look at mm. representation at various senior levels within the game administrative levels all this kind of thing it's too white and it's it's not representative of the game well, that we all love a bit too white and a bit too posh a bit both posh? sides i'd say yeah, yeah. Mm. both sides and it's got to change because the game at the moment will die unless we get this right at grassroots level because mm. it's too important it's too critical. And what we've experienced is I've found really upsetting, to, if I'm brutally honest about it. And the reason I found that is that when I spoke to some of our Asian members about the, the instance that went on, they told me that we shouldn't raise it because nothing will change. And at the moment, they've been proved absolutely correct. And that I find that deeply upsetting. And, and you know, I've got their back on this because they're the ones who shouldn't have to raise the issues around this, seek to take this forward. And I've taken it on personally because I want to represent my club members in in addressing this. And we've, you know, we're, we're hoping that we get this National Cup entry because at the moment the Bertie Joel Cup will not be open to us because as a result of that, we resigned our membership of the Club Cricket Conference and we withdrew from the cup because we were dissatisfied about the way that's been dealt with. It's with the ECB at the moment. I'm hoping that we'll get to a point where it happens a bit more quickly than it is because this happened in June. I was going to say, it's clearly a fair, fair period of time, isn't it, as well? I know nothing about this. This is the first I've heard about it. This happened and in June. Yeah. And we're st it's still not been dealt with. Mm. Simon, we'll, we'll come back to these issues. It's a, it's a very yeah, good theme for a part. I'm more than happy to a, talk again about yeah, it. But, you know, just, like just to bring it back to, so I think it's, it's those, you know, it's key individuals, it's key decisions. It was key bits of money coming into the club through funding applications. Mm. And then, a, you know, just rallying club members around that kind of, this is where we want to get to. And that generated that excitement. And I think when you've got those combinations coming together, that really generates a great synergy to then drive it forwards. And, we, and, and because of that, people started enjoy, enjoying their cricket loads more. You know, it's been great where we've been sharing player of the month presentations and the cheers we get from. And here is, um, you know, Joe Nickel in the fifth team for getting five for against such and such. And, you know, people literally standing up cheering and, and, and all that kind of thing. You know, here's Tonya Martin in the women's side, who's really driven yeah. that forward. You know, she's come over from Antigua as part of a cultural exchange programme. And it's we just things open up and yeah. we try to investigate them and drive them forward. And then obviously that, you know, I think... And the thing is, it's it, not actually rocket science, is it? 
You, you're no. not doing anything that no club in the past has ever done. You know, no. it, it, it's just getting getting plates spinning in the right way at the right speed with people Absolutely. in the right place to catch them if they fall off. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if that metaphor works completely, but you know, you, you know what I'm saying. It, it's about mm. doing things well. Um, it's and I think it's about if you're celebrating individuals' performances across the club at least on a monthly basis, and we do it on a weekly basis as well. So we have a, a virtual whiteboard that goes on the website, shows the main performances, so people know what people yeah. have done and what they're doing for the club that you play for. Um, and that yeah. just all helps because it just makes you feel part of something much bigger. Absolutely. Simon, I, I, we could talk more about this, but I'm keen to talk about the cricket yesterday. Um, yep. And, of course... No one knows more about Premier Division cricket than Sal. So I was going, I was going to go back to Sal on this yeah. one um, before we get to the, to, to, to the Crouch End game. There were a couple of other sides who were hoping Crouch End slipped up, obviously, Teddington and North Mid. And I'm right in saying they both came through, didn't they? They both did their bit. Yeah, they both won. I mean, in North Mid, they won quite early. I don't know if any of their players came to your ground after they, they watched did. Uh, They were They could have got there with Fenny at the time, couldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they made them sort of short work of Ealing comfortably winning in... By seven wickets, bowled them out of sixty-eight and got them three down. And then Tendenton also had a, had a you know easy win against Richmond, winning by eighty-four runs. Um, the other two games are effectively dead rubbers, really. Um, Finchie defeated by Shepherd's Bush, who won by five wickets, and Hampstead Bronsby. Bronsby have some consolation too in this season with a victory over Bronze, Hampstead by twenty-one runs. But yeah, I imagine there must have been a bit of a decent crowd at the ground yesterday towards the end of the of the, of the fixture. Players coming from maybe different. I know Paul Weeks was there. I saw we yeah, him turn I, up. I caught sight of Weeksy yeah. on um, on the, the 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 frog box feed. So it was like, yeah, it was great. You know, yeah. bar takings were up, That's which good. is you know again keeps Peter Jenkins as treasurer happy. So super. I mean, one thing I mentioned, I was going to mention, actually, Omar Khan, who's obviously been at your mm. club for led millions of years. You know, he's been there from. His dad helping with the IBEX League yeah. sponsorship, and I imagine. Colts. And, he was part of our um, Colts, and then he 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 went off to to play for some of the Mill Hill sides, and uh, yeah. So he's obviously someone has he's had an influence in the last um, few years. Well, the, club, the so, amount of work that Omar you know, does is is phenomenal. You know, he's now match secretary, and just uh, and. When I got back to the ground, he'd just arrived and, you know, we've got to admit, we had a bit of a hug, a bit of dance on, out in the middle because it was, it, was, it was touching. It was great that I had the opportunity to do it with Omar because we wouldn't be where we are without that contribution. Yeah, but in, in your game itself, it was, um, you mentioned probably didn't get enough runs, but with the attack you've got in those kind of conditions where the ball was turning and there was some bounce on offer for bowlers, I mean, we all know about Apps and what what great cricketer he is in terms of his mm. bowling and what he offers experience-wise. But I think, you know, a guy we probably haven't mentioned enough on the podcast, and I think we do need to mention him, is, um, is Natim, who's, um, I think he's finished on 38 or 39 wickets 38. this season, which is not a bad haul. Yeah, when you've got someone like Apps at the other end mm. bowling away alongside Pratik and a few others. So um, Natim is an exciting player. And Gabriel, he's going to be resident. Is he, will he become resident? He's season? already resident. So, he, he, yeah, he oh, became resident, resident okay. player last, right. uh, this well for the 2020 season. And he actually, yeah. you know, he actually picked up the club's, the David Norfolk Trophy yesterday for, for player of the year because of his yeah. his combination and, of the, the, the bowling and really important runs. You know, he's, he got 60-odd last week in the game against Richmond that set this up. And again, he got a couple of wickets mm. and, him and, and Apps, you know, Apps is, you know, phenomenal. And he's, he's scored some late runs as well. Um, thoroughly, and they're, they're both great guys. And it's just, you know, it's it's really kind of, you know, amazing that they were able to contribute on that side. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and also, uh, okay, what Dan's mentioned with the national, I, I seriously feel you have a squad of players yeah. who, you know, if you, if you have a, 12, 13 of them available on a regular Sunday, mm. then there's no reason why you can't have a good data at that competition. Mm. You know, it's a hard one to win. And we are obviously hampered in the fact that, you know, the ruling on a pro affects mm. us, but there's no reason why I don't feel your guys can give it a good go next season. No, I, I, I agree. And it's, it's something that is definitely the target. Um, um, and I think, I think the key element of it is it is it's, you know, we don't take lightly what, what we've won and what's been passed to us and the legacy that's 
been passed to us in terms of all those great clubs that have, have won this. Um, but we would love the opportunity to be able to represent Middlesex and, and give their absolute damnedest to kind of win it for the county so it's you know so that people can sit up and take notice of the the amazing cricket you know that 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 happens across you know we talk about on the podcasts week in week out you know and it's there's some amazing players and they need to be you know acknowledged on the bigger stage and particularly you know someone like Natim he's got yeah. such potential to to do even more things and he was yeah he was he was well made up to win that i think it was a bit of a surprise because i think a lot of people thought apps would take it, but it was his all-round contribution um, that 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 just swung it for the management committee in terms of that. Apps was definitely there, but Natim just just took it on on the kind of batting and bowling and his contribution, um, you know, mm. as a, the wider team player. Thinking about next year, um, Simon, oh, yeah. you, you'll have one journey that's not very far, um, and that's the Hornsey. Absolutely, that was a great result for them yesterday. It was, and I think I'm right in saying Chetan Patel, former Crouch End player, right? Am I, do, exactly. Do, do, this is what, the the little, you know, minutiae detail. Chetan and Sanjay Patel, both stalwarts mm. for for um, for Hornsey, came up through our youth stuff. Um, decided to go and play at a bigger club. Um, well, I think Chetan, because he came on the pod a while back, he, he said he was. He was sort of pushed as well by by Middlesex to go yeah. and play, um, and he, he, he was very open. You know, very sort of fond memories of his time at uh, Crack yeah. End. He was he was gushing in praise. Yeah, and um, yeah, he got the critical runs yesterday. There's a great bit on. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but there's a great little feed on the Twitter feed for Hornsey of the last the winning over and his press ups at the end. What on his, earth his... was he doing? Yeah. Well, he's. I think he's just demonstrating. He's still he's still got it, and you know, he's a he's a great. He's a he's a great supporter of Crouch End. We've got a memorial game next week for his mum. Um, oh, and this really? Is, oh, that's nice. Yeah, this is a number of years now we've re, we've run this. So one year Hornsey will host it, one year Crouch End will host it. It's Crouch End's opportunity this year, and it's great just to have everyone down celebrating the life of of Jessie Patel, who you know she was the, the the famous purveyor of the curried vegetable sandwiches. Uh, Chetan's dad, Morris, he's he's still alive, and he used to work our bar. He then went over with with Chetan over to uh, to, to Hornsey, and um, yeah, it's great, you know, long term yeah. rivalry, and it was good to see them, and also their second eleven as well yeah. stayed up, um, and again that means our second team again shorter shorter trip. Unfortunately, I think it was Twickenham that went down with it. Uh, it may have been, no need to go too deep into too much detail there, so you know, we'll get but, to that um, later, but yeah, Twickenham did go down, you're right, yeah. But honestly, anything that avoids us having to schlep round on the bloody North Circular is a blessing, that's all I, I can say. I think it feels for us. We have every away game, Bart Teddington and Richmond doing that. Um, but yeah, I, I hear you, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah, but I think, you know, it's good that we can play on our doorstep, because you've got such a concentration there. Yeah. Six clubs within a kilometre of each other. Um I tried to get it registered with the Guinness Book of Records as like the biggest concentration in the UK of headquarters of cricket clubs, but they didn't bite. So I'm not sure what we need to do about that. But it must be. I can't think of anywhere else in the UK that's got well, that. I, when I came down to Middlesex 20 years ago, and I, my first away game in the cot was at Highgate, and I couldn't okay. believe it. I thought, I thought what, what on earth is going on here? This is bonkers. Mm. And, and, mm. and it took me a fair old while to work out which of the clubs were where. And I got confused by North London's third 11 pitch as well. I thought another club was there for a while. And then it, yeah. it wasn't. So, yeah. And it's worth sort of saying yesterday, of course, um, Chetan and Hornsey went up at Highgate. Um, and yeah. they, they very nearly didn't go up. And to put some context on Chetan Patel's innings at the end, um, Highgate were, were, were struggling with the bat. They were 105 for eight at one stage before number 11, Adnan Khalid, another guy who's been around a long time, and Adash Varney put on 67 for the last wicket. So uh, Hornsey needed a 179 uh, or 180 to, to go up, basically. They needed to win. Um, and as, um, you know, there's a few tweets going around from, from some of the Harrison Mary's guys, you know, sort of they noted and they were very keen for Highgate to do well. 
Um, and Hornsey was 60 for five. So Hornsey were in real trouble before Chet and Patel finished on 68, not out. And uh, he hit 20 off the, the, the decisive over. Uh, and if anyone's not seen it, I'm sure you'll be able to get it quite quickly. He hits the winning runs and for, for reasons I'm not clear on, decides to do a whole load of press-ups in the middle of the square. And it, it's, it's great TV. And I, I exchanged message with him about uh, five o'clock. We're recording Sunday evening, about five o'clock on Sunday evening. And he was uh, he sent me a very nice picture with, with, with ice packs on his knees uh, and saying he had no intention of moving anywhere before he absolutely had to. So, um, mm-hmm. so, so the old body might not be what it was, but he's, he's still scoring 68 not out to take Hornsey back into the top flight. So, mm. um, you know, congratulations to those guys. And congratulations to Highgate for putting up such a good fight, really, because Highgate, unfortunately, were already relegated. Yeah. Um, and, you know, well done to them. They weren't the only big hitters, though. Well, Chetan wasn't the only big hitter. Sal, there were, there were other people going bonkers elsewhere, right? Yeah, just in that celebration, it reminds me of one when Pakistan being England at Lords and all the players started doing um, press-ups. So I'm not sure if he was inspired by that. This was a few years yeah. ago. I was impressed. It, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I was impressed as well. Good set press up. Yeah, I mean, back to your um, original point, Dan. So Wembley went completely bonkers yesterday. Three six three off forty five against Winchmore Hill. Chupin Juma, who we mentioned, I think last week, yeah. the week before, he's come back to play league cricket. You know, very good cricketer. And demonstrated, let's say, 158 or 113 balls. He wasn't at one point looking maybe for the double ton, but in the end um, was dismissed. And Zach McCaskey, who's a very promising cricketer, played Middlesex Tuesday this year, um, been a fantastic signing for Wembley yeah. uh, in the batting department, 89 or 51 balls. And which one gave it a good go, 282 for four in the it's end. Not often you score 282 but, when you're yeah. miles away, is it? It's exactly. It's not an average game but of cricket. When you've got someone. Yeah. When you've got one guy get 158, yeah. it doesn't make things Well, I exchanged harder. messages yeah. with, with Shirag Amin, the, the captain of Wembley, about what would it be, about 30 overs into their innings when I saw that Shoup was really going for it. And, and he made me chuckle because he said, yeah, Zach McCassie's getting in the way, you know, because he wants 100. Um, and so, he, you know, he's really sort of, you know, going for 102. And, and Shoup's going to need every one of these balls to get to 200. Um, and I said, well, the, the problems you have, eh? <laughs> exactly. Like a duel. Yeah, and I think, and I think they sort of dueled each other and, and ultimately, you know, did for each other, really, because they were both out quite quickly and Wembley had to settle for a, you know, for, for a mere 300 and whatever it was you just said. So 363, was it, I think? Yeah. Um, 363, that's what yeah. I've yeah. So there we go. Um, so Hornsey will, will be up next year. Stanmore as well. Stanmore um, be, being the standout side in that division, um, I think. And, you know, they play plenty of cricket in the top flight. I'm sure they'll be... Um, I'm sure they'll be competitive uh, when they get there. They beat Enfield by um, by eight wickets. Did you do you follow that at all, Sam? So? Well, I was trolling Travis Norris's uh, score, and obviously he's had an amazing season here, so over a thousand runs, set the league alight with batting. But yesterday was probably not the fair ball he wanted. He was run out. I think it must have been off his first ball. By the looks of yeah. it. Yeah. So. When I saw the score, I thought, "Oh, Travis has got his seven hundred there, hasn't he?" And uh, he did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> he is human. Uh, yeah, which, which mm. is sort of... But he's made a massive impact. Yes. Yeah, that's, I definitely feel next season will be a tougher Premier Division with the two sides coming up. Um, Stanmore, experience with playing in that division over the years. Hornsey, obviously, will look to strengthen in, in, in their side, but they've gone and got some good... I mean, we haven't mentioned Jack Bruce. You know, we've yeah. mentioned in the past regarding his father who passed away. Um, Jack's captain the side this year, and, he, you know, I'm sure his dad's looking down and really proud of his mm. achievements. Um and getting the side up in, into the Premier League. So I think, I think you know, I, I, I just feel the two going up will add a little bit more than what's been offered this year by the side that have come down. Yeah. We weren't, weren't sorry about Travis missing out on the 700 because that at least means Jalpesh re- retains his... He got six in that, that bonkers year, to, you know, when he got 1,200, mm. 1,267 runs. And, uh, bad news, Simon. I think he's coming back. Oh, is he? Oh. Yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> see. Shoot out when those two meet. Yeah, gosh. I'm imagine that. I don't know. We'll, um, oh, we'll be tearing our hair out with spare balls. We've lost a few this year already anyway. So, hey, well, At least yours don't get run over by buses. No, true. That's yeah, true. Which, which is ongoing play at, at Twickenham Green. Um, I was just going to say, Hornsey, I think well, one thing that made me chuckle with them, I, I think Hornsey, you know, they've been in the top flight. And they stayed there for three years last time they were there. Yeah. So, so they, they, they know sort of about the big jump up. But um, Chet and Patel also mentioned he's already had a whole series of messages from people who want to play from next year. And uh, ain't got a clue who half them are. 
but already people are sort of getting in touch and and, mm. and I don't know who these people are either but uh, it is interesting as soon as, soon as you, you go up to that level you do get a, ra- a lot of random people get in touch with you most of them you've never heard of you can't verify anything they say and yet yeah. they, they they send you a message saying they'll, they'll come and play for you in the Premier League like they're doing you a massive favour absolutely and everyone's an all-rounder as well Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know if they're actually genuine all-rounders or they're just like, you know, they take my philosophy, which is make sure they get their good value for their match fee. But, yeah, we, we had the same. Um, as soon as we went into the, the county league and then equally, you know, when we hit the premier division, we get, you know, all around the world stuff, you know, there's all these people saying, oh, I'd, I'd, You'd be a, my favourite one, Simon. Would... You must have people. Oh, and I've been coached by. So I don't give a shit. You've been coached by. No disrespect. You know, I, I want to know whether you can play. <laughs> yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and, well, and the coaches want to know. Yeah, and then everyone, you know, it's like oh, so you know that's another that's a club secretary's lot because yeah. you know you we hear all these people so immediately it's like well you know these are the rules of the league. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't pay, we don't pay players. Yeah. You can't. We're not going to you know, pay all you. This, you're, you're we're not going to pay you. Third. And then suddenly, yeah. you know, the email trail goes blank, and it's like, yeah. and it's it's yeah, but it's it's odd, you know. But again, you know, it goes back to you have an identity as a club, but then equally, you, there's an extra dimension to the identity because you're now in the county league, and you know, we, yeah. you know, we'll expect that we'll get more approaches from other players wanting to come to play with the champions, you know, and we're, we're looking yeah. forward to that and yeah. we'll do our damnedest because we know that the hard work starts now. You know, we've won it. There's been a lot of hard work that's gone into that. There's been a lot of volunteer hours, etc., that have made that. But now the next step in is to retain it. And we know that everyone rightly, and you know, it's great. Well, of course, everyone guns for the champions. Don't they? Yeah, that's, they want to go it for us. They want to go for us. Yeah. But we, you know, we've got that across four sides. <laughs> Gonna be a fun year. Guys, we'll continue in a few moments after a word from our sponsors. Looking for a new cricket equipment partner for yourself or your club can sometimes be tricky with so many options to choose from. How do you make the right choice? When you want quality, value, and service, there really is only one place to start. For more than a decade, Woodstock Cricket have been producing award-winning high-performance cricket bats from their Shropshire workshop. Matched with their classy soft goods, luggage and accessories, Woodstock Cricket really do tick all the boxes. Get in touch with Woodstock Cricket and find out why many loyal clubs, players and international customers can't be wrong at info at woodstockcricket.co.uk. Okay, so if we look beyond Division 1, um, regular listeners might remember, Sal and I went through a number of games that we thought could potentially be interesting over Week 18. And um, we're not going to go through them all again in detail, but we are going to sort of just have a quick look at um, how those games uh, panned out. And one or two of them were, were, were very interesting, actually. Um, and the first of the sort of catch you know, standout games for me involved um, Alexandra Park. So we're in, obviously, Simon's still in your hood, really. And uh, Alexandra Park were in a promotion uh, um, showdown and they basically needed to win um, against North London Muslims, a side who were really who picked up in the second half of the season. And if they didn't, then Old Eyes or Worthians were, were in a good place to pick them. And sure enough, Old Eyes won um, and Ali Pally just about managed to get there as well. Um, did you follow this at all, Sam? I mean, I, I did suggest that to you. Um, I mean, I, I, if he made it maybe harder than it was, but in the end, they won by 82 runs. So it's probably quite a convincing win in the end. But yeah, they, North London Muslims did put up a good fight. And um, the game was, I wouldn't say, on a knife edge, but I mean, that 150 for four. You know, Matt Drinks, North London Muslims were definitely in the game at that point. But um, Corey Hamilton took three wickets and finished off the inning. So congratulations to AP, who, as you mentioned, uh, there's like a North London theme taking place there with Crouch End. And, Hornsey and now AP joining the uh, celebrations yesterday, I'm sure, in their clubhouse. Um, so, yeah, so they'll be playing um, Division 4. Three, right, three so, gone up from Division 4. Oh, yeah. Three, yeah. They'll be playing Div 3 next year, yeah. So, um, yeah, congratulations. And, and commiserations to all of the Wolverines who, you know, took it to the wire. They won by one wicket, um, but they just got pipped by two points. But I'm sure next year they'll be looking at, you know, you know how well they've done this year and 
potentially a title challenge next season. Yeah, they've had a bombastic second half of the season, actually. Old Eyes are worthy. They've really come through um, strongly. And they beat London Tigers last week, as we said, which takes some doing because they've won the league by some distance. So, mm. so hats off to them. But the thing a- about this, AP have been there all, you know, throughout. They've been there or thereabouts all the way through. And so certainly in, the, I'm just trying to think, at least the four games that I've played at Ali Pali this year. Um, just the four? Just the four. four. Well, there's there's <laughs> actually, we've got an, another guy, Ronit um, uh, Niran Shah, who played six games at AP this year. Wow. And um, yeah, we were already in discussion about a transfer fee. Um but um, yeah, no, they always, you know, their first always put on a, a good, good performance. It was, you know, they gave us some really good wishes before the game on Saturday as well. And um, yeah, it's 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 good to go up there. It's good to see that they're, you know, they're moving up in their their teams as well, and uh, we could see them playing next season. But they, you know, certainly when I'd seen the first team, they they did look strong. They had a good a good unit across the piece. There, good bowling, good batting. Yep. And uh, that seems to have borne out. So, yeah, they took it home yesterday. It was, again, yep. it's good. That kind of Northumberland concentration continues. Yeah, and I spoke to Jimmy Abbott actually earlier uh, about this very briefly. And, and I think when you score 2 8 I mean, I don't think North London Muslims were ever going to die not knowing. I think they were always going to go for it. Because uh, why wouldn't you? It, it's a win-lose game, win, game of cricket. Um, but the scoreboard pressure when you've got 288 on the board, you know, you can be 150 at drinks and it sounds like, you know, you're going to win, but you've still got to score a lot of runs. Mm. And I think eventually that, that, that pressure told. But Jimmy did say they, they were a bit worried. It was sort of it was getting close to squeaky bum time at one point. But then Corey Hamilton came on the scene, uh, finished the tail off. And, and I suspect the partying, the partying began. And well done to, to those guys. The other Promotion game in, in first eleven cricket that, that we picked out last week involved Willow Leather um, against Victoria Park. That was in Division Six, and um, that they were first and second, 116 uh, points and 111. So they're both going up. The question was who was going to who was going to go up as champions. Sal, we now know, right? We do know. Yes, yeah, so Willow Leather is mentioned head to head Victoria Park at Regents Park, and Willow Leather decided who would go up as champions. And it was one of your ex players, Dan, who you have mentioned before on the podcast who. Had an influence in, in the final result. And Param, Pam Pam Singh, Pam yes. Singh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he scored a crucial 49 not out in the chase of the total one, what, the one, the 110? So yeah, 110, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So he, he, he was instrumental in getting Willow Lever home to um, mean they were playing the five next season. So congratulations. He's done very well, Param yeah, Preet. He, um, he, he, yeah. uh, he didn't score that many runs for us, but he bowled quite a lot. And um, fair play to him. He, yeah. He's metamorphosized into a into a key player in their side and um yeah will Willow leather will be plying their trade next year in Div 5, Div 5 as will victoria park but Willow leather will be doing it as champions so um congrats to them if we move into the um the second 11 we, we did highlight that there was um a mathematical night, a nightmare pending at the bottom of the prem because five sides could potentially go down a couple of them were playing each other um, and there was all sorts of, like, if bonus points were in the game, all sorts of scenarios that were possible. Um, but in the end, um, it didn't come down to who was level, you know, bonus points or who'd won uh, more games against another side. It was a bit more straightforward than that. Did you did you pick up on any of this, Tom? I mean, the, the result, which obviously um, was a body vote to you guys, was Highgate winning away at Richmond. Yeah. Um, and it looks like that went to the wire. I mean, it must have been the last ball of Richard looking at the score. Uh, no, I, I popped over. I was sort of the, the, the um, you know, the diplomatic sort of face who was sent over yeah. to find out the score. Um, and okay. um, yeah, Highgate, they, they wobbled a bit when they, were, when, when they were chasing. I think Richmond, KD bowled really well for, for Richmond at the end. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Highgate, in the end, the, the batters kept their nerve. Uh, played played some pretty good shots from what I saw, and I only saw the last seven or eight overs. And they got home. I think they got home with two or three overs to spare. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, not, I take that back. No, it was in the last over. You're right, but always felt yeah. they were getting there. It was one of those ones where it looked perhaps a bit closer than it ultimately was. I certainly felt that we, we were going to. That the message was going back. We've got to win, guys. Don't go relying on Highgate right. losing. And um, we didn't. We were well beaten by Ealing. And, and fair play to Ealing. They were, they were very impressive on the day. We'll uh, lick our wounds and, and go again, as you do. Yeah, and um, Stanmore had a 
good win that sort of propelled them up the table as well. So, um, as you said last week, it was one of those really rare scenarios. We had five sides all, all in a situation where they could be affected by um, various results taking place. So, yeah, it'd be Twickenham and Ostley will be playing Div 1 next season, um, replaced by Simons and um, Simon Side and Acton who come up from Div 1 into the Prem. That's an absolutely phenomenal end to a season. You know, I mean, and I say that even though we were clearly the side that lost out, but uh, there was so much going on right to the very end of the season, and, and I think that you know it was a great advert for competitive cricket because all, all of the sides were were going at it sort of hell for leather, and there were four games that we were following, including our own, that we were following in quite some detail. And of course, you can basically do that with with the technology that's out there. So, um, so yeah, I, I thought in a way it was a great advert for the cricket that we play, in that it was played you know openly, everyone could see what was going on, and. Um, uh, and it was played in, a, in, a, in the right in the right way. So respect you to the sides who, who managed to stay up, and we, we hope to see you again in 2023. Cool. The other games we looked at now, I like this one. Uh, um, we, we, Headstone Manor were involved in a couple of games that we thought might be interesting, Sal. And the first one was um, uh, their second eleven, who were playing Ealing Hanwellians in Division Four, and that was a, um, a game to decide who came second. Um, and Headstone Manor came through, right? Yeah, Dan, you can lead on these ones. Obviously, you are Headstone Manor um, I became the Headstone Manor expert over the last two weeks, haven't yes. I? You're right, so yeah. you, can, you, can, you can talk about their two. Yeah, they're three, then we to their threes, because their threes was even more interesting. So their twos basically beat uh, Ealingham Williams. It was 2 4 three for eight versus one eight two. But I don't think it was always a straightforward story. The number nine, Shirag um, Purahit, got 44 not out of 42 balls. And I think that looks pretty important in getting you up to two four three. So um, t- take that innings out and the partnerships that it, it helped develop. And um, Headstone Manor might not have been in the stronger position as they were. Ealingham Williams went for it, but ultimately um, Umar Salim took three for thirty at the end t- to make the victory. I think a bit clearer than it probably was. So Headstone Manor, um, a, a very good uh, Headstone Manor twos, a, a very good end of season for them. They um, they went up. If we look at Headstone Manor threes, now they were in, uh, involved in another game that was really interesting. That was in the third tier, Division 4A. Now, the scenario there is a bit more complicated. Um, Enfield threes, so their opponents, were two points behind Harrison Mary's, Harrison Mary's fours. And the issue here was that um, Harrison Mary's were playing Crouch End fours. Good side, Simon, as you'll know. Crouch End fours have had. Yep. Um, they haven't won every game this year, have they? they more or less every game, is that right? No, we, we we lost late on against Harrow, which meant that Harrow took the uh, took the title. Um, but they they again they've been phenomenal this year, and you know yeah. big up to to skippers Keith Alexander and, and Shiva Dindiel, who've, who've worked wonders there. They've had uh, and also big performances there by Nilesh Patel, who scored over twelve hundred runs this year. That's impressive. I wasn't yeah. aware of that. That is a lot of runs. Yeah, he's uh, and uh, yeah, he's he's really supported the the team there in terms of going through. But yeah, we we played Harrison Aries and uh, we managed to to bowl him out for 104, I think it was, and and then knocked it off uh, in quick time, which has basically been the blueprint for the way in which the the fours are played and 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 done so well. Um, this year, um, so obviously that put Harrison Mary's in trouble. It did, and of course they're they're two points ahead of Enfield threes, and at the bottom of the table, um, only one of them was going down, and Enfield therefore ha- they sort of knew this could happen. As you say, Crouch End's record is really strong, so they definitely needed two bonus points. Ideally, they'd win. Uh, that that would have been even better. But if they got two bonus points against um, Headstone Manor, then they'd be in a position uh, where they'd be on the same points as Harrison Mary's if they didn't get any bonus points, which they didn't. So the bottom line is here that this this could be really tight. And one thing we forgot last week, Sal, was geography. Right? Mm. So Enfield are playing at Headstone Manor and Crank End are playing at Harrison Mary's. And of course the pitch is right next to each other. So we've got a scenario where Harrison Mary's have lost and they know that the team that they don't want to do very well is playing around the corner. So they all go and watch at uh, the end of the game between uh, Enfield Threes uh, and Headstone Manor. Now, Enfield were getting beaten, and, um, and indeed they did lose, but they did pick up the two bonus points. The result was close enough for, for them to get them. So it then goes down to which teams won the most games this season. Three each. 
Nothing can, nothing can split them. And by this point, there was confusion at Enfield because they, they weren't 100% sure what the order was. They, they didn't quite know what the tiebreaker situation was. Now, obviously, we talked people through it on the pod, but can't expect everybody to remember everything there. So there was lots of looking at phones. There was lots of phone calls. What happens if we end up on the same point? And in the end, of course, um, it, go, it went down to head to head. And Enfield beat Harrison Mary's quite convincingly on the 29th of May. Um, and the game on the 31st of July was rained off. Now, as it happens, Enfield were 20 for four in that game. So I'd have thought that, you know, they, they probably weren't massively confident they were going to win. Um, don't matter. Three points each. It was rained off. So Enfield stay out by virtue of the fact they got 13 points uh, against Harrison Marys, where Harrison Marys only got three points against Enfield. And that is the closest divisional finish in the whole league this season. Okay. But that illustrates a massive point, doesn't it? In terms of, you know, we've got club secretaries on this call and it's like the the key value of that administrative understanding of how all this fits together. Yep. So if I've got one criticism of our first team this year, yes, boys, you were champions, Premier League champions, but you were dreadful in time games. The key thing in time games is that you don't lose because the tactics have got to be about the amount of points that you stop the opposition getting yeah. by hanging on for the draw. And Particularly equally in the overs. Yeah. Absolutely. It's you, you take, you stop, they only get four. You're stopping them getting eight points. And in the overs games, get those extra wickets, get a bit closer to the total. It's another point, another couple of points. Can make massive difference at the end of the season. And this example, good on Enfield, because they've they've you know they've got those two points and that's made all the difference. I'm, I'm so, not sure they were massively sure it had. Until, no, one, but, but until, until it formally came through from the league. But um, but yeah, you're right. You know, people need to think about this stuff, particularly on the last day. Mm. Well, that's what, and that was the the driver for me. We're playing in the fifth team against Bronsbury. We, I went in at 19 for five. I don't know, the inaugural kind of ground, uh, ground, ground out innings person. And it was purely because that. It was just like Bronsbury topped the table. They've got us for 19 for five. And it was like, they are not going to win this game. And that was why I batted for so long for bugger all. But we drew. Well, exactly. Other than the points that Bronsbury didn't yeah. get. Yeah, absolutely. Not that and you were awarded any... for that performance, Simon, with our Dig In of the Day award. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, that was, that, you know, it, it, it's good. You know, I don't often get, uh, I've won many more awards for my administrative capabilities than my cricketing, cricketing abilities. And, mm -hmm. But, you know, that was a good thing. But I think, again, you know, it just illustrates the dimensions of how this beautiful game comes together. None of this nonsense, but a beautiful game of football, no way. Beautiful game of cricket. There's more <laughs> dimensions in the game of cricket around all these things that we just... And that's, you know, that's the, my philosophy around what I drive in terms of driving with Crouch. And it's given as many people the opportunity to enjoy the wonders that this beautiful game offers. And if, if I can, you know, that, that's my, if that's my last thing on my headstone... That's what it what it will so be. be so be it. Yeah. 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 Back to Headstone Manor. There you go. That's yeah. Good, yeah no, I, no, nice, Sorry. <laughs> I like that. Nice segue back in. So Headstone Manor twos and threes were involved in in really interesting games uh, th this weekend. And as I say, um, th th I think that it was fascinating how they panned out. Another game that we highlighted um, was between Ealing fifths and Chiswick fours in Division Four B. So same level as, as Enfield 3's v Headstone Manor. But of course, in that part of the county league, it's regionalised. So, um, so Division 4B, um, I always think really for the sort of west and south of Middlesex. And both sides have had tough seasons. Uh, only one was going down out of that division. And it was going to be the Ealing 5's or Chiswick 4's. And um, Greg Swaby, uh, the, the skipper from, from Chiswick 4's, was quite hopeful they were going to be able to pull off what would have been a great escape. He, he talked to us last week and they'd won two of the last three. Um, and, you know, they, they were hoping the North Acton playing fields were going to be going to be sort of friendly to them and they'd be able to to pull off a, a victory there and stay up. It wasn't meant to be. Um, as he said, it was simply a bridge too far. It didn't quite do what we wanted to do. And it ended up being 137 for Chiswick 4's 
and uh, 138 for six for Ealing five. So Ealing five survived to tell the tale, whereas um, Chiswick fours will be down in Division five uh, B uh, next year um, to you know to try and try and bounce back if they can. The last um, the last game we looked at. Sal, do you, you remember this one, Teddington Fours, when uh, you know, sort of a couple of Twickenham guys had gone bonkers against them uh, uh, in week 17, which was sort of a bit embarrassing in an odd way, with, with um, one of our guys scoring 178 off 84. He played in the fives again this week, by the way, folks. Yeah, and got eight. First. Got eight. Yeah, yeah. Back to normal. One in week 16, 178 in week yeah, 17, yeah. eight in week 18. Cricket, Simon. You can't... Makes no sense at all, does it? It's brilliant. No, but that's that's what we love about it. It's like totally. It's what happens? Totally. Well, I'm not sure Matt O'Toole and the guys will be quite so quite so happy about life. Unfortunately, they, they didn't come through for them. They they had a really big um, a game against Old Isle Worthians Threes promotion um, battle, and uh, whoever won was going up. And um, Old Eyes won. It was 170 for Old Eyes or Worthians versus 79 for Teddington 4s. So Teddington 4s will be in Division 5B next year and Old Eyes or Worthians 3s will be in Division 4B. So well, uh, well done to them. Of course, there was plenty of other cricket going on around the county. It goes without saying. Uh, and we can't possibly hope to cover it all. Um, Paul Smith does a great job on our website. Do, do have a look there um, for all the ins and outs, all the stories that, that, that developed over the season. Um, and, and I'm sure you'd have, uh, if you're a cricket badger, plenty to keep you um, entertained through those cold winter nights. What else is going on, though, Sal? We're not quite at the end of the campaign, right? There's still some cricket to be played. We're not. Just before we move on, Dan, on, on that point with Chiswick and the Ealing game, just looking at the table, I'm not sure if it's, if it's an error or if I'm reading it wrong. In that division, you've got, you've got two Chiswick sides in the same That's division. Right. Um, they're Frieden, they're Fordham. They both have an R next to their name. Um, the threes have got an R next to name and Chiswick fours have as well, so I'm not sure what's Ooh. happened there on the league table. Um, yeah, I'm sure Paul explained mm. or let one of us know. Well, a, a, AP threes and AP fours are in uh, same division five, right, division five yeah. yeah. A. Hence the yeah. multiple trips across to AP this oh, season, but um, for our for our fifth team. It might be because it's regionalised. That's probably yeah, the reason I, I, I imagine. Yeah, I suspect so. It's probably that's probably what it, that's probably what it is. Um, yeah, so yeah, ball, Sam. I'm looking to, at them um, now as you speak, and uh, Chiswick thirds came fifth and are going to be relegated. I'm sure that's right because Paul wouldn't make a mistake like that. But I'm we'll look into it mm. right, and we'll report back. Yeah, we'll, we'll try and find the the full details. Yeah, so um, next this Saturday coming um, the 11th. Is that correct? Yes, the September 11th. We have our two um, finals of the one day comps at the Middlesex runs. And we have got two really intriguing games. So on level Saturday, as I mentioned, in the, what is the senior kind of version of the Cup, so it's called Middlesex Cup, where it's mainly Prem sides and sides from Div, some sides from Div 1. We've got a David and Goliath clash taking place. Acton will be taking on Richmond at Eden Cricket Club. And then in, in the trophy, which is uh, for um, Div 2 and below, two Div 2 sides who actually had some good games this season. And... Um, Got close to promotion will be Southgate playing Southampton, and that's taking place at Harris St. Mary's Cricket Club from what seems to be the case looking at the website. Both fixtures start at 11 a.m. Um, so if you're free, you fancy some more cricket, pop down to your Ealing or Harris St. Mary's, and you should see some good cricket. And played. they were both really good games, weren't they, last year? Because I know North London were involved in one, weren't they, Sal? You, you, you yeah, know. we're just a great day, just a really good day to have your club in the final. And if the weather's fine, then it's just a nice way to spend your Saturday. Fantastic, fantastic. We'll keep an eye on those, see how they develop. Um, moving forward, as I've just intimated, really, we, we, we won't be having weekly podcasts through the winter, much as Sal and I could talk the hind legs off a donkey. We're not sure the wider world necessarily wants to listen to it, but we will um, periodically, of course, be having having podcasts we'll, we'll, when, when there's material to update folks on or when there's just stuff that we fancy talking about, quite frankly. So c- keep an eye out for um, podcasts through the winter, uh, but of course they won't be talking about any cricket in the league because there won't be any more cricket played for the next 34 weeks. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll begin to think about what the 2022 season has to offer in, um, in due course. Simon, thanks very much for coming on board. It's been great hearing you know, a little bit more about, about the long history of, uh, of a pub at the back of King's Cross Station, which I knew absolutely nothing about. You know, um, 
in, in Calthorpe's origins. That, that, that's something that, 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 that I would never have guessed. And I guess most people are probably in the same boat. So th- thanks for coming on board and, and, and sharing, sh- sharing your, your, your thoughts with us. Anything you want to throw in before we, uh, before we sign off? Well, just big thanks for having us on. Um, again, you know, just to acknowledge we, we don't underestimate the legacy that we've been passed by by winning the, the Middlesex Championship. We're, uh, oh, whoops. Well, Freudian, Freudian slip, slip there. Yeah, the, yeah, more, yeah. the Middlesex County um, League, um, we're proud. We're, you know, we're going to represent um, uh, the league as best we can. Um, but it's also it's a tribute to a guy called Diran Darba, who unexpectedly passed away um, back at the end of May. Um, we've established an access fund. We're raising money for that. Diran was for those. There's loads of people who know him across Middlesex cricket. Um, he was so passionate about cricket. He and indeed he you know he brought Hiran and Pratik into the game. Um, and, you know, this was as much about everything we've done at the club as a tribute to him. And I think his, his whole spirit and his focus around the club. And we had a, you know, memorial game on Bank Holiday Monday, which went with, with Raj Put, And that went really well. And, yeah, it's, it was an opportunity to represent him. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's just we focused on building what we can do to make sure that Crouch End is the, the best possible place it can be um, to play cricket. And we're more than happy to welcome as many sides as possible. You know, if you want some friendly matches and everything like that, just get in contact with us. Well, I'm interested and, uh, in the ver- vegetable curry sandwiches. I, I, I unfortunately, they were Jesu's. Have they moved on as well? So, yeah, oh, they've no. moved on, I'm afraid, as well. So it's uh, no longer, but, I, you know, it was it was something that, you know, was a, a a key part of that history um, that we we never want to lose sight of, and you know we're more than happy to welcome people to the Cowthorpe ground and experience our hospitality. It's an honour. Um, we're so proud of what we've done, but equally, it's been a hell of a lot of work that's gone into it from all the people on the committee, um, Ritesh Patel as chairman, etc. And it's. You know, still hasn't properly sunk in, um, and we'll keep enjoying it. And uh, you know, thanks again for the opportunity to just talk about it because I think it's just those little details that that people can then understand where we've come from, where we're going to, um, and we'll do our damnedest to hang on to it. And we'd expect nothing less, Simon. Um, one thing is for sure, twenty twenty two is going to be every bit as interesting as twenty twenty one was. Um, it feels like a long time away, 34 weekends without any league cricket, but I'm sure it'll be here uh, sooner than we uh, sooner than we think. In the meantime, Sal and I will be periodically resurfacing through the winter uh, to talk about all things cricket-related. Um, if you've got any suggestions for, for things we might want to talk through, we're always keen to hear them. Um, and in the meantime, do winter well, folks. We will be back in touch soon. And thanks to Simon and to Sal again for all their insight and input. Cheers, guys. All right, Simon. Listen, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. And have a good week. Yeah, you too. Cheers, Sam. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.